Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the at-home edition of The Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights, look at the bright We're tonight's guest from Dreamland, a stormy Area 51 story, Brian Moreno. Look at the night sky, look at the night sky. And performance guest, Jackie Monahan. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. We have two comedians as guests and performance guests on the Life Changes show today. This is very special, and I have to say that I was endeared to Brian Moreno, not just because he was introduced to us by uh, a friend, Joffrey McNeil. Thank you so much, Joffrey, um, who also produced his movie. And we'll talk about that a little later on. But right, the first words I read about him, and I quote, this world never made much sense to me. And then it goes from there. And and I thought, okay, I'm interested because he's saying it like it is, like I have felt all my life. And I spoke to Dorothy, our executive producer, and Mark, our producer and co-host, and I said, I think we want to watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a guy, and this is what he's saying. And interestingly enough, when I went to hear Jackie, our performance guest tonight, uh, she was telling it like it is. And I thought, this is what this world needs. You know, uh, it, it, it's not, it, it, it almost feels like there are a lot of people trying to make sense of the world. And I'm one of these people. I'm trying to make sense of, of my world. People are asking me as a coach, as a consultant, as, as a workshop leader to help them make sense of the world. I get it. We can make some sense if if we're able to at some point realize that just because we make sense of it doesn't mean that's the sense of it. Because I have made sense of things and it has helped me so much in that moment or for many moments to come. But there comes a moment when the sense that I thought I made no longer makes sense. And so there's a question that the three of us, Dorothy, Mark, and I throw out at each other every once in a while, like, what is truth? What is truth? And there may be some truth out there, and there's more truth over here, and 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 this feels true for me right now. And I think, I think those of us, uh, I'm finding, that that can kind of go with the life changes and kind of laugh at it and kind of be serious when we need to, and then laugh at it if we can. I, I think there's some magic there. And so I have great respect for comedians and people who can make us laugh, people who can make us look at things differently than we look at them or make us look at ourselves or make us look at them. I think you get the picture. So tonight we're going to be looking at something that a lot of people have asked if, uh, if it's real or not real, and we're going to be talking about aliens, we're going to be talking about life. People have asked if that's real or not real, too. So we we will be back with our guest, 
Brian Moreno and our performance guest, Jackie Monahan, on the Life Changes show right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi Beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi Meditation. Phi Meditation helps you harness the power of I Am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A., on the BBS Radio Network, with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com, or AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at LifeChangesShow and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. We are back. This is episode 683 of The Life Changes Show. I am Filippo Voltaggio, your host online with our producer and co-host, Mark Lejour. 683 and just getting warmed up. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about laughter being the best medicine, mm-hmm. and tonight we have a lot of that experience, but also authenticity is the best medicine, mm. and raw, real transparency is the best medicine. And mm. Boy, do we have the perfect combination of all of those. Mm. Thank you, Mark. Indeed, we've titled this show appropriately, Aliens and a Wild Perspective on Life. These are words that we got from our guest, who is a comedian, director, actor, writer, and star of the award-winning feature film Dreamland, a storming Area 51 story. Brian Moreno. Brian, welcome to the Life Changes Show. Well, thank you and uh, your audience and all the hardworking people behind this show. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, it's great to have you here, and it's great to get to know you, actually, uh, as as a person, because we've gotten to know you from your film, and, of course, we've seen different clips here and there, and uh, write-ups about you, and, and, and then to, to get to talk to you and, and to piece it all together, that, that that's always exciting. So what did you think about my excitement over the words, this world never made much sense to me, that you wrote? Well, well first off, I have to say that was an eloquent opening it was Ah. absolutely wonderful and congratulations on the 600 plus episodes that is quite a feat thank you no 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 i i i uh, have a great admiration for what you do and i think your opening was um was very spot on and your description of me it um i hope it resonates with others the way it resonates with you because 
you know, through this industry that I work in, that I've sacrificed so much of my life and relationships and finances and whatever else for, um, I have to say through it all, comedy has taught me a level of authenticity and realism that I know I would have never found in any other walk of life. So just for you to say what you said, uh, you know, about how you, how you've, um, received me it, it was an honor I'm, I'm very appreciative uh well it was all true and and it was inspired by you and we'll get into this later but when the when the movie started i i'm I like oh wow this is this is real and oh wow <laughs> this is not real or oh wow this is a documentary oh wow this is a spoof Oh, what is this? Is it real? Is it not real? I don't know. Maybe he wants us to figure it out ourselves. Well, that, yes. I mean, there's so many things in this movie that this film was made to be watched more than one time for because um, most because right now the film is still unreleased. Um, those who may be searching for it. Um, we're going through the festival circuit right now. I've had a few different offers for people to buy it and distribute it, but I, you know, I don't, I think this is an important film for a lot of reasons. And I think you kind of touched on it. This is an experimental type of film where I want the audience to wonder if it's real, if it's a documentary, I want them to ask themselves a few questions about some of the information that I present, whether they believe it or if their beliefs, whether it be in religion or whatever else, if some of the parallels that I try to draw, if it matches in their life, you know, and and I think just like you said in the opening, all of life is constantly we're just trying to figure it out. And it seems like the more that we do figure out, the more questions that come up and the more difficult it becomes. And this movie mirrors some of that, but it's also a real presentation of this growing subculture within the mainstream about people who believe in higher powers, whether it be aliens, whether it be uh, UFOs, whether it be uh, energy beings, whatever it may be, that's an ever-growing subculture. And I try to present it in a way that's, like I say, that's digestible, but also fun. Yeah, and I, I, I thought w there was a part in the movie when all of a sudden all this information gets thrown out, and I thought, oh, how clever. We're laughing, we're joking. It's like, oh, we're just going to sit back and enjoy. And all of a sudden, all this information comes through. I'm like, oh, brilliant. Okay, you got me. So, uh, and and I, I kind of, you know, after talking to you, after watching the film, I I, I kind of got that this was loosely scripted. I kind of got that there was like a little Fellini-esque, like, uh, and now we're going to film it this way. No, it wasn't planned, and no, this wasn't part of but... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there was no script. There was, there, I can tell you that I got the idea for this film 22 days before the storming of Area 51 event. I'll never forget, I was in a little dive bar in the middle of Ohio. I, and I swear to God, the bar's name was like Jankies or something, like something horrible. 
and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I tell the guy next to me just some random, like he's just a random trucker at the bar. And I tell him I'm a comedian and he pulls up my Instagram and he sees that my handles Moreno, the alien. And we start talking about aliens, start talking about the area 51 event. And he's like, it'd be hilarious if you went there and interviewed people. And that was like, that was the initial seed that got planted. And I'm like, that would be funny, but I could make a whole trip because I th- I thought initially that the event was going to be a bust, that it was all just a bunch of media hype, that it was the whole um, the whole thing about uh, new these news agencies just need stories to report, and this was just the story of the hour. But it really struck a nerve because over two million people got on a Facebook page and said they were going to go. Mm. So, so I'm like, let's do it. I, I, I got the idea for this movie, but the movie had to be about everyone coming together and going to the event because I had to be fully prepared that the event was going to be a bust. And if the event was going to be a bust, then I really only had 30 minutes of material. So I, I decided to, to bring in a bunch of comedians. I didn't, I did not give them any any particular lines, as you're saying, like scripted, this is more like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David just yeah. gives just gives the players like beats that they have to hit. Curb Your Enthusiasm meets Blair Witch Project or something at yes. one point. Well, yeah, well, and the Blair Witch was fully <laughs> scripted. So oh, really? Yes, oh, wow. and they just did a great job of marketing so oh, that it wow. wasn't, and it created a whole new genre of film. So it's like there's there were so many influences to this movie, but even like Christopher Guest, if you could see there were moments of Best in Show in this movie. I, and yes, I don't know if yes, you guys know what Best yes, in Show is. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like moments where where <laughs> Griff is driving the the RV and he's talking about aliens. That's a very reminiscent scene of uh, when the guy's driving, talking about my show dogs. I got hound dog, bass <laughs> hound, hound dog, bass hound dogs. You know, like that. <laughs> and and I feel like. Um, the whole UFO subculture is very similar. And this is a parallel that I constantly draw throughout the movie. It's very similar to religious, like secular type of uh, beliefs because you're putting all your faith in things that are unseen, unknown, not easily understood. And it's extremely faith-based. And so much of UFOlogy is exactly those same things. And for some people, it's almost become a religion. Like if you go to UFO Twitter, the divisiveness, you would think that some of these people are running for like UFO president or something. It's crazy. <laughs> it is like I and I am a, I'm a, I'm I'm a believer of of being very open minded and I'm very accepting of others' point of views. I may not agree with you or believe in you, but as long as you're not hurting anyone else, you go ahead, you do you, you know? I'm very mm-hmm. much that way and um as I've gotten deeper in the UFO like subculture, I've really seen quite a divide. Like every, you know, like even in the podcast world, you know, like people will see other podcasts come in and they'll immediately talk down on them or they'll be interested or whatever. It is same thing with the My UFO. My alien is better than your alien. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more my alien conspiracy is better yeah. than your alien conspiracy. 
you know, it's interesting when when you and I were talking before the show, you wanted to make sure that what came out and I don't know if if anybody's been asking this or you just you it's just who you are that you just want to make sure that it it it's not about making fun of anybody. It's about just it's about what? Well, is that Yes, it's it's about inclusiveness and it's about understanding other people's point of views because that's a big problem, I think, in the world right now. It's mm-hmm. like people ha- have gotten to this point and maybe it's partially because of social media. There, I mean, there's a lot of factors to blame, but but blaming doesn't do us any good. It's It's actually like the change starts with us and having to be accepting of other ideas and other other things that we may not understand so easily or quickly. And I think this UFO subject is one of those, because if you're not interested in aliens or UFOs or these type of extraterrestrial experiences, your eyes almost immediately glaze over. But the minute you add a little comedy, a little drama into it, it becomes a little more digestible. And this film, when I first started doing it, people thought I was trying to make Borat you know, at Area 51. And I wasn't doing that. Like, I wasn't trying to interview Rudy Giuliani and, you know, have some prostitute come in. You know, I wanted to really hear what some of these people had to say. Like, mm. I, I, and I know some of it is out there. And I assure you, when you watch the film, the interviews that you see, I made these people look as good as possible. Like, they, <laughs> they, they gave me all the ammo I needed to, to, to do the opposite. <laughs> but there was, that was never my intention. And, you know, we can go in. Very interesting with, information. People came out with some is made very people did look good. Oh, they did. But those were 25 minute interviews. And some of those people dug themselves in a hole for 20 minutes. And oh. I picked out the five good. But. Wow. But that being said, that's okay. Like, I mean, I, I'm a very, as, as I can tell with you, you're a very good listener. And I sat there and I listened and I, you know, as sometimes a good interview interviewer does, they allow people to dig themselves. They give them the shovel, they give them all the tools they need (laughs) to just keep digging, you know, because I didn't know where it was going to go. Some of this stuff, Mm. especially when you're talking to like a UFO investigator and abductee, like a conspiracy theorist, like you don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes till you start getting in it. You know, I think in all fairness, even the people that do speak intelligently about certain subjects, a lot of these subjects have been kept in a hole. And so it's hard to, it's hard to know truth. And so I, I, I really appreciated the fact that we're having this conversation. And you yes. you bring it out in a certain way, and and sadly, uh, people can't watch the film right now at, at this moment, but they will be able to. Uh, no, they absolutely will be able to. And this is a thing for anyone who is curious about it. You go to our website, Dreamland Area Fifty One Movie, or the Instagram Dreamland Area Fifty One Movie, and and you follow us and. Y- The more, because this world is so, when it comes to getting heat behind it, so much of it is social media and word of mouth and people saying that they want something. And I don't want this film to get lost on just some random streamer because I've had plenty of offers for it, but none that I feel like are good enough yet. And, and Jeffrey, as you brought up earlier, was a huge influence on this movie. And I thank him constantly. And he stands behind me on these decisions that, we want the right 
place for this movie so the widest audience can see it because I think it really has a place in in the world, this film. You know? Like I'm it should stand that. the test of time. I'm glad to hear that, and I'm glad to hear Joffrey, as I call him, uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is behind you. But I don't. I, I I got a sense from what we talked about as well that not everybody is, and so I'd I'd like to explore that a little bit because that is that is so real life. You're an artist. You're a comedian. Uh, you you have put so much into this and on the other side of this not there's still a road ahead but on the other side of what you've already done you've had some big life changes yes yes sir and it relates to people who have dreams and big projects and and who have ideas that they want to bring forward right well I that's one of the reasons why I think uh, this movie is a perfect topic for your show because look, anytime, and, and I'm a student of life. Like I, I, I really, I have had some wonderful teachers in this world and the way I speak and the way I um, dissect information is because of them and because of how, how many wonderful lessons I've had and the ability to fail. And I think um, this movie is a real example of life changes because I not only had to put everything financially on the line for this movie, I didn't have a script. I didn't have a crew. I don't have like the experience I had before. I knew I could put it all together and make a movie, but I didn't really know. Like I believed it and I knew it in my mind's eye, but I had never had a proof of concept. You know, I've done short sketches, two, three minutes, two, three day shoots. But this was a project where 15 people's lives were on the line. I had to feed them. I had to house them and I had to keep a movie going. I had to keep them healthy and safe. And there were so many variables. And I still thank whoever is listening for nothing bad happening on this movie because I put so much faith in the universe and God or whoever you want to believe is out there. I, I literally knew that if I didn't take this chance, then why was I doing all the other stuff? Why did I hmm. work so hard all those years to figure out how to film, how to edit, how to speak um, intelligently, how to trust my instincts on film and story and, and managing people. And, and I assure you, like, the, mm. like I say, the project isn't done, but I, I made plenty of mistakes along the way. I lost two friends and it still pains me. I, I spent too much time and effort on things that didn't matter and maybe not enough on things that did. And, mm. Sometimes you don't know that till you go through it, until you experience it. And I think any time we decide to take that leap of faith, it it's a culmination of all of our life experiences. You know, like we are hardwired to make the same decisions basically all the time. You know, like our brains, the way our, we're chemically wired, sometimes we just can't change. Like we are who we are. And it's about sometimes acknowledging that and doing the best with the tools that we're given. And, and even if we make the mistake, it's, you know, maybe just getting a little better than we were yesterday. Like that's all. And this movie is 
literally the epitome of that. And it almost brings me to tears to think about all the mistakes I made just to be able to make a project like this and, mm. and it be accepted and understood and people laugh at it and enjoy it. Like that's why I did it. And, and yes, it is a huge life change, but it's not complete yet. So I don't even like to think of it like that. I feel like it's just, like I say, being a little better than yesterday and, and, you know, and just trying to keep that going, even though I fail miserably, I fail, I, I trust me when I fail, I fail huge. And I feel that is because of my belief system. But if you don't try, if you don't fail, if you don't mis make mistakes, then, you know, what are you doing? Like, why do anything? You know, Brian, uh, you were talking about us and doing the 683 shows and all that. And I've said many times that if I knew how hard it would be to do a dozen shows or a hundred shows or however many that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. I would not have done it. Um, but listening to you and talking with you, it, it I, I'm taking that conversation in my head because of you uh, and this conversation forward to the person I am today uh, if I really understood that, like who you're going to become on the other side of all that stuff that you say, I don't want to do all that. Uh, you, you, how else are you going to get there? Yeah. I, and I don't even know where the end is sometimes. It's just, I have to keep moving. And this is, you know, one of the things I learned from my father, cause he retired at a very early age and he became stagnant and stale and he died, unfortunately, very young. And I think a lot of that is because like bodies in motion are alive, like bodies that stop moving and stop doing, they kind of wither away and, and, and they become something very different. And I wish the best upon everyone. And that's why I impress upon anyone that I can just find something that makes you happy and do it regularly. And, you know, people have to remind me all the time to step back and, take some of the small victories because I'm terrible at it, but it's something that, that I think, um, we, we have opportunities that present themselves all the time, but it's about us making the conscious choice to step through that door. Mm. And, and that's the biggest thing. And once you made the conscious choice to do that one episode and then two and then three, it didn't matter. Cause you made the, you stepped through that door. And like you say, all the changes that come from it, it's from that initial choice that you made. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Like when we can look back at that and be like, we made that choice. We did that. And look where we are now. You know, the we uh, is interesting, too, because you said you, you lost some people along the way, at least at the moment, it seems. Maybe yes. uh, we never know. But you gain some people. Absolutely, and, and there were some people maybe that weren't part of the story or or involved. But I hope and trust for you that there was somebody that said, uh, you know, I believe in you, I, and and maybe maybe I don't know if you needed it, somebody to say I don't believe in you, so you could say, oh yeah, let me show you. I don't know. Well, <laughs> that's funny you say that because I in the twenty, you know, because I, when I got the idea on day twenty two, I started pitching it about day nineteen, uh, you know. 19 days out and one person who I never expected it from, he was like, well, if, if there's one, if there's one person in the world that I feel like can pull this off, it's you. 
Mm. And and I'll never forget that because I never mm. expected that to hear that from that person. And then someone who I won't bring up his name was in the film. One of the players in the film, he said word for word, you cannot make a movie in 19 days, but I'll do whatever you ask me, whatever you need me to do. And I'll never forget that because I don't feel like this person could have done that just because of the mental blocks like that. But that's, that's how this person behaves, you know? Mm. And sometimes we put those mental blocks on ourselves and it's not about being fearless or not. It's just about taking that leap of faith because is I'm not fearless by any stretch of the imagination, but God, I make choices that are sometimes you just have to overlook that constraint you put on yourself. And, and sometimes that's all fear is, you know, we ride roller coasters for a reason. Like we're on perfectly solid ground, <laughs> but we wait in line for hours to get on that scary thing. That's a that's a great point. Some people make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really um I, I really wanted like a, a impress upon people like. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to take chances. It's up to you whether you decide to go through it or not. And not all chances are, are worth it. Like, I'm not saying, you know, go gun ho but I think all of our lives, like, we work towards things. It's just, you know, like, do we, do we, like, how bad do we want it? And are we willing to take a chance to get it, you know? Mm. Because some people just have small dreams, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people have big dreams and fail miserably. There's nothing wrong with that either. You know, it's it's just about recognizing, I think, what you are. And my gift in this world happens to be my ability to put words into groups. And through story, through visual aids, I am able to move people. And that's, I just want to do the best I can with that. And, you know, when I pass, maybe... It affects people, you know, like the ripples I leave in the pond. I hope they go far and wide. Mm, nice. Well, Brian, when we come back, I would love to chat just to, we only have a couple more minutes when we come back, but it'd be great to chat about how these words that you put together in groups and, and make people laugh or make people think, uh, what, how you've been able to find uh, the funny in in everything or 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 at least look for it or help people look for it or help people laugh about things that are not easy to laugh about uh, because maybe more and more we're going to need uh, to be able to to laugh more besides it's good for us. And so we'll we'll be back with a more little bit more conversation with our guest Brian Moreno, a comedian. And of course, we've been talking about his film Dreamland, a storming Area 51 story, which he promises we'll be able to see. Well, y'all, you all will be able to see. It'll uh, go to Dreamland Area 51 and 51 being the number, Area 51 movie.com, Dreamland Area 51 movie.com. And of course, you could find him 
on Instagram and all over the internet as Moreno the Alien, which is interesting in itself, at Moreno the Alien. So we'll be back with Brian Moreno, and in our next segment, we'll have our Ask Dorothy segment. And then joining us as our performance guest will be comedian Jackie Monahan, all on the Life Changes show at Home Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to the Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome LA, with your host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangeshow.com, via Twitter Life Changes Show and Facebook at the Life Changes Show. We are back. We've been having a great conversation with our guest, comedian, director, actor, writer, and star of the award-winning feature film Dreamland, a storming Area 51 story. Uh, it, Brian, uh, Brian Moreno. Brian, you said uh, that that you made this movie for for other people. Yes. Yes, I, uh, well, I, I mean, the story does have to do with me, but it's, this is a kind of a character of myself, you know, um, in the very beginning I talk about, uh, you know, the breakup and the heartache and like we talked in the last segment, I wanted, you know, I, I didn't really want to like air it in my, my dirty laundry or my sadness or my pain, like about my father dying, anything like that. I, I just, I wanted, I wanted to make the story real because there was so much information in this UFO world and that area 51 that I was trying to present like to people, like, you know, and like I say, in a digestible way. I didn't want it to be some type of self-serving movie that about some failed comedian who just got broken up with. Like, it's not about that. It's about, it's about bringing people together and watching them change over a very short period of time. And in that period of time, we present the audience with, with information that, may or may not resonate with them, but either way, you're not going to forget it. Like there's going to be, whether this information resonates with you or not, you're going to, you're going to take something from this movie and it's going to affect you. And that's when I say I did it for the people. Like I want to show people that 
that you can make something that lasts the test of time with a small budget and with a with little experience or enough experience to know to not know all the things <laughs> that would scare you away you know to mm -hmm. to make people to make people want to take a chance or want to find out more about something that that they don't know about or maybe listen to someone who has a crazy idea that you've been blowing off because you didn't understand and that's what i that's why i hope comes across you know in this film and and i don't ever want it to be like just about me because so many people and so many other people's hard work and effort and energy and life force went into this film i'm just fortunate enough to be the the vehicle that you know speaks about it so here's here's a thought that just came to my mind so Yes, I'm I'm miserable and yes there's stuff that I could cry about in my life or or uh you know that that is hard right now but it there's still some funny out there and I'm I'm going to rent a big trailer and invite a bunch of <laughs> friends <laughs> and let's go find the funny. Yeah, and I think um as you before the break you said how much the world needs comedy and how especially now there's a thing that I don't know if people understand, but everyone saw what happened at the Oscars. But you understand the Oscars and in filmmaking, comedy, there is no comedy award. Like comedians are the host, mm. but comedians aren't even recognized. Mm. Like this world, comedy movies are not they're not taken in the same regard as something that that is sad or something that is considered provocative or maybe and i think that does such a disservice to what comedy is mm. and happy you have jackie on this show too and 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 I want people to understand that the death of comedy is literally the death of freedom. Cause the minute you start taking comedy away, the minute, the minute that goes, that is the death of society because you need balancing voices. You need balancing opinions. And in, unfortunately, because of the way human nature is the only way we can do that is through comedy, like without starting wars. You know, because the minute you start pointing a finger that, ah, this is terrible and da, 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 like people, like they, 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 they block you out. But the minute you tell it through a joke, a wider audience is brought in. More people seem to understand and digest the information and it resonates and affects them in a way that, that, that just pointing a finger and telling them, no, it doesn't do like, it doesn't work. You need comedy as a balancing voice. You need comedy as the breath of fresh air and like a room. And I, I became a comedian because I wanted to be a musician and I'm not musically inclined. I wanted to do something that could change a room. Like you can play a song at a funeral and everybody, the mood is different. And the only thing that I've ever seen come close to that is a joke. And to me that mm. like that, of the, when I, when that point was brought to me, I, I, I fell in love with comedy and I, I, I became a comedian after I was the West coast public relations manager of the wall street journal. Like I, oh. I had, 
I had a great job. I had a life that I hated. I, I knew I could do more with my words. So I quit and I became a DJ at a strip club. But after that, (laughs) but after that I found comedy. And when I, when I became a comedian and I got instantaneous feedback on my words, I knew the power and the special nature of what comedy could do because it's the only thing where you can, like I say, you can affect a room like music, but you can also get feedback from an audience that is, it's almost intoxicating. Like when, when, a, when an entire crowd, whether it be five people or 500 people, 5,000, like you feel it in your bones and it's like a wave that overcomes you. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you can't ride the wave. It's impossible. And other times it's like the ocean, like you can get on the wave and you ride it all the way to the end. And mm. it's literally a thing of beauty, just like when a surfer like takes that, takes that wave and just rips it. it it's, it's something that's almost magical. And people who talk like that, they've been bitten by the comedy bug. And for any of you listeners out there, don't become a comedian. Don't do it. <laughs> It'll be the worst decision you ever make. <laughs> oh, it was a commercial for comedy that was so good. I was thinking we need to cut this and and put it out there as a commercial for comedy. And then you end it with, don't become a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at misdirection, but I mean, I mean everything I say. I generally mean it. Don't become a comedian, but I, it's very vital to our society. <laughs> and it can be very rewarding. Well, I know it's said about you if you've never seen Brian perform, which I have not seen you live in person. So oh, I'd like I would to, love to. I'm I would here love to- it. I'm here in LA at the clubs all the time. The improvs are my home. I don't know when this is going to air, but the sixth and seventh, I'm at the Madhouse for four shows down in San Diego. If anyone wants tickets, they can find me, and I'll always make sure you get some free tickets. Just tell me you heard me on this this episode, and I'll make sure your people are taken care of. And Brian, I'm sorry if none of my people, our people, let you know that we are live right now. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so, well, they said that they said that. And in the live in the world of live, like podcasting, when people say live, it usually just means recorded. recorded and, then, and then we'll cut it later in case you say no, something crazy. You know, we, we I'm glad you didn't assume that you could say anything you want. And then we could cut it because it, it ain't no cutting. But I was going to say he uh, as as the story goes, he is one of a kind with great energy, a smart sense of humor. We heard it tonight. A wild wild perspective on life and some of the craziest stories you have ever heard. He is a must-see, and I am so glad that we got to have Brian Moreno on the Life Changes show. Oh, thank you, Felipe, and everyone there. You you were all gems, and I, I appreciate what you do, and especially what you do for your audience, and just the amount of lives that you've affected, I think is beautiful. And, you know, you should be applauded for that and recognized. And thank you once again. Well, we call this our own little dreamland. No, just kidding. Uh, so the movie, <laughs> the movie is Dreamland, a storming area 51 story. The website is dreamland area 51 movie.com and find Brian Moreno at the comedy clubs near uh, at a comedy club near you and online at Moreno, the alien. What a pleasure. Can't wait to connect again live or Memorex. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And hopefully live. I will absolutely give you a big hug. 
would love that and all the best to uh you in the film and can't wait to to see it in the theaters or wherever wherever we get to see it again thank you all very much all right all the best to you brian brian moreno and with that we have our ask dorothy segment where was it that we get to campaign for president of ufo yeah president of ufo (laughs) dear dorothy This is Margaret from Mississippi, and I need to help in coping with the stresses of the world we live in today. So many of the people I know and love send me video after video of all of the tragic events occurring daily. How can I raise my vibrations amidst all of the negative revelations sent to me by well-meaning and loving friends and family members? Dear Margaret, I appreciate you for knowing that their sharing is not meant to stress you out and are being sent just to warn you of today's challenges. The first thing you might wish to do is thank them for their love and concern and ask them to please honor your request for no more negative videos. And if they continue to send them, let's remember that your phone and computer and iPad all have delete buttons and that you need not watch their contributions. I believe that it is important for all of us to know what's going on in the world And yet I also know and believe that the more gratitude we give to the good in our lives, the more good we will manifest. I'm well aware of the fact that much trauma and drama is occurring all around the world. And yet I consistently choose to focus on being happy and grateful for all of the good that is also occurring. Social media provides lots of enlightening and cheerful stories of the good in this world. And these are the things you can choose to focus on. You might wish to share a few of these kinds of videos with the ones you love and trust that they will begin to focus on more good. And you can remember that you are the one who chooses what to focus on and you are the one who can make your most elegant choices as to what you wish to watch and give your attention to. There was a time when I shared way too much of the negative. And I thank God for my good friend who would stop me and ask as I began to share with him, is this a happy story? And if it wasn't, I would choose to find something fun and happy to share. So dear Margaret, let's remember that you are the power in your world and you can make the choices that serve you in the most positive ways and thus assist you in living a more stress-free life. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, comedian Jackie Primrose Monahan, right after this on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. 
It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity, and experience We bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, lifechangesnetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. And we're back. I am Filippo, and this is our performance guest segment with comedian Jackie Monahan. Well, what is said about Jackie is so much good stuff and some <laughs> stuff that I don't know how I can even say it. Like, okay, so Curve Magazine says Jackie Monahan is unstoppable, and Roger Ebert says she's queen of deadpan and an absolute delight. Now, then there's more, <laughs> and and this is fun. I've never talked like this on the show, and I can't, but I'm going to say it this way. Uh, Roseanne Barr said she's an effing genius. And uh, then uh, Amy Schumer said she's the funniest bee on the block. <laughs> uh, and, of course, she uh, toured with Amy Schumer for six years. Without further ado, welcome Jackie Monahan to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I can't believe I got to be on the episode with aliens. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually mentioned that uh, actually before the show that you started an alien movie yourself. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, codependent lesbian space alien seek same. I play Xylar. Yes. That, that, that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Uh, we won uh, at Sundance. We won best title. And I met Susan Sarandon while I was there. She was like, oh, so the movie's a documentary. (laughs) Oh, funny. Well, actually, uh, that's interesting uh, because, uh, well, at the time, at the time, I don't know, can I say this? Uh, You didn't, when you made the movie, you didn't believe in aliens, right? I, I did not believe in aliens whatsoever. And I remember my friend was like, Jackie, aren't you ever afraid of aliens? I'm like, no, I, I like, there's so many other things to be afraid of. And I'm not afraid of aliens now either. Um, actually, I, I saw an article, I read an article today about aliens. I mean, a meme, it was a meme all about how uh, aliens, we're going to have full contact with aliens in 2023. So just one year away. And the article went further. Well, the meme, it said that, uh, that there are hybrid aliens here now that don't even know if they're aliens. So I Mm. went, 
I went on my phone. I'm just like, oh my God, who's a hybrid alien? You know? So I, I immediately thought of you actually. And, <laughs> Thank you. And then I, I was like, I thought I was like, wait a minute, what if I'm the hybrid alien? Right. So I went uh -huh. on my computer. I'm like, how do I know if I'm a hybrid alien? And it said the number one, it said you might be an alien if a hybrid alien if you have wide set eyes. Mm. I was called an owl all through high school. Mm. Who, who, who? <laughs> I was called an owl. Um, they also said that if you um, have long legs, you might be an alien. I My legs are so spindly. People yell out the window, like, wrap your legs together to make one good leg. Also, <laughs> also, I was on a spaceship and they told me I was a hybrid alien. I'm a hybrid. hybrid. <laughs> I'm looking at your pictures. I, you know, you're beautiful. Uh, I, I, I don't see the who, who, who. But, you don't see uh, those like an owl? You're a saint. I also got shark. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I don't mind my white set eyes. I don't want, I don't mind them, but uh, yeah, so, they are one. So it's interesting. So when you made the film, you didn't believe in aliens. And then after you did, when you made the film, you actually were considered yourself a lesbian and then after what happened and then, <laughs> uh, this yeah, is a very life-changing film very very life-changing i uh, well i actually quit drinking too and, oh. uh, and <laughs> so uh yeah i i considered myself a lesbian because i was married to a woman i was married to a woman for 12 years and i so i identified as lesbian because i i really believed we were going to be together forever and we were monogamous. Uh, but then when we got divorced, uh, I went, you know, I, I felt uh, I wanted to be authentic because I'm attracted to energy. I'm not really, it's not really gender. I'm not like into anybody's gender specifically. I'm just attracted to energy. So I can date men or women. And guess what? I'm really waiting for that alien to land. That. No. Because I think they're higher, higher intelligence. Wow. I don't, I don't think they're high. Like, I've, I've read the aliens watch. They don't have movies. They watch us because we're we're the um, the masters of limited thinking. They said that Ooh. we have all this power and it's like we're shoving ourselves into these tiny boxes that we don't know how much power we have. Wow. I bet that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I feel like you're using your power. You're doing I, it. I'm, I'm trying. Actually, speaking of using power, you know, you uh, when I got to see you last thing uh, first, I don't know if it's first, actually. I feel like I've seen you a lot. And, and Mark and I were talking. He's like, I think I saw her at. Yeah, she, she, she was. So we were I'm pretty sure we've seen you lots as, of course, you've been on TV and last comic standing right and a bunch right. of other stuff so yeah uh but when i saw you last it was uh definitely in person thanks to our mutual friend matt vaca um uh, well mutual friend I, I think you're doing things with our mutual friend that i haven't done with him so uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying so yeah, he's not and, attracted to energy like i am even though i've known him longer than you but any I, event <laughs> I know that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. So, uh, but where was I going with that? It got hot in the room. Um, 
oh, so yeah, I got hot in the room when, you know, they introduce you and you come on stage and you're sitting there smiling and dancing for five minutes. And I'm like, this is cool. And I was like, wow. She's like wa watching you control that room and just looking at everybody smiling, dancing, keep the music going. And, and it was like, uh, like it was a disarming moment and it's like i'm ready for it you know give it give it to us oh thank you so much thank you yeah i love i love what i do i love what i do just like brian said uh it's comedy is and and, the, and just like brian said i would never wish it on anybody <laughs> i actually i actually taught comedy for a while i felt like i was a drug dealer i really oh did. my god because i'm like I like it. You get addicted. Like I, I really thought I was going to do stand up once and then be done. And I, I did it once and I've never stopped. I, mm. it's, 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 but you also, you also have the life is never boring again because not only because of stand up, but your worst day becomes your best material. So it's, mm. so mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. I love, yeah. You, I you, love you got up there and talked about things that, you know, uh, you know, getting to know you. I'm like, that's got to be hard to talk about. <laughs> and and it kind of like also Brian was saying, you know, actually how comedians don't get the, the respect. I, I've heard uh, like acrobats are amazing and all of that. But the ones that could be acrobats and make it look funny they have to work harder because they have to pretend like they're falling off and actually put themselves off balance or whatever. So actors, it's it's a great talent, but to be, you know, sharing certain things and then make it funny like that, like some things it's like that's got to have really happened in her life. And that couldn't have been funny in the moment or for years <laughs> later. How'd she do this? How she how she talk about it like this? Right. I I. Well, what's interesting, I wanted to talk to about that, you know, it's easy to make them not easy to make a movie, but like to do a dramatic movie, all you're doing is like really recreating something that happened or, you know, taking pieces of drama, like to make comedy, it's completely, there's so much more to go into it than just mm. like making a mm. drama, like, like, comedy should be comedic movies should be really uh, put more on a pedestal than they than they are, or honored more than they are. I don't know about a pedestal, but uh, yeah. But so my comedy, it, everything really did happen to me. <laughs> uh, but I Ugh. I I have to talk about it because it pained me so much as a child watching my mother. I mean, she she was you know, after much work that I've done to myself, she's doing the best with what she's had. And, and that was her way to do it. Her way was to hide everything. So she was always clutching the pearls and, and acting very repressed. And, and part of her was very repressed, but she presented to the world a very different picture from what she, who she was. And, and to be honest, she probably presented to herself something completely different. But watching that made me really want to just be myself authentically and to, and, and to the horrible things that happened to me, I wanted to not make them horrible anymore. I wanted to make mm. them funny so that they were palatable to myself and so that I could talk about them freely because if I didn't, 
you know, if I just told stories without making them funny, people wouldn't be able to hear them. They would, they would be like, they would give me pity. And I didn't, I never wanted pity. I wanted recognition, validation, and, and laughter is healing. So if I can make it funny and make somebody laugh with me at my pain, it healed it. And you're not the only one that's gone. I mean, sadly, sadly, you went through it and uh, well, I'm judging, but you, you, you're doing something with it. And the people who don't have the tenacity or the, the, don't know how to make it funny and be able to share it in the way that you do, they're, they're either having to deal with it in other ways or repressing it or getting sick over it or, right. 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 And it kills me like that. That hurts my soul to think of people who aren't able to release it, aren't able to heal it or um, just I, I actually work with other people who have been through what I've been through. And it's so freeing to both be able to laugh about it and to also look at how how our lives are better because of it better because we can help other people that have been through it. It's really one of the most rewarding things on, on the planet. Uh, like, uh, I mean, I've opened for Amy Schumer to giant audiences. I've had my, I was in a movie called Wild Nights with Emily with Molly Shannon. And it, it showed it. Um, there was a screening at the Ford theater for Outfast and it was on my birthday. I was on stage with Molly Shannon. I had the whole crowd sing mm. happy birthday to me, but mm. working with other people who have been through what I've been through and that's way more rewarding than any of it. It really is. And that's, that's the most beautiful thing on this planet. And that's something that I really want other people to understand how, how things and accomplishments like like quote unquote success like monetary success that's great and i don't i want i have that too i've had all these great things but real success is one-on-one -on -one helping bringing someone to the light it just mm. is mm. how uh so uh, one of these topics, gosh, there's so many, uh, and and I I learned so many uh, in in just watching your act when when you were headlining and and I'm just like, wow, wow. So as a life coach, I'm like, wow, wow. How'd she get from there to there? And and I'm <laughs> laughing at the same time, like, and getting me to laugh. So uh, like, alcoholism. Let's just put it up. <laughs> yeah. How I is, how yeah. is that funny? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's, I mean, it's really funny. It's, it's not because people die from it, but also I have to say, I don't, I believe we're eternal. I believe our bodies are part of nature, mm. but our souls are eternal. So there really isn't any death. I think the only real tragedy is that you have to come back and do it again, maybe because you didn't learn a lesson or something. Like or you I didn't live the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I've had to deal with death at a very young age and I just, 
uh, I, I've had to make peace with it. Like people say, Jackie, you, you don't want to die alone. I'm like, yes, I do. I do want to die alone. <laughs> like I feel like we're all one. And once you die, you're connected to everybody. So it's like my last chance to be alone with Jackie is oh, like, wow. is like <laughs> and I want to like be by myself. I don't want to be like, I'm like an empath. So I'll be like making everybody else feel okay about my death. Like oh. I want to be alone and like laughing to myself about all the fun stuff I've done. Like, wow. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not scared to die alone. Like I can't imagine worrying your whole life that you're going to die alone when dying alone is kind of amazing. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, if someone's in the room with me, I'll be like, get out of here. I'll see you in a minute. Because we're all one. We're just going to be together in this, like, this quilt of people. <laughs> so, so in essence, uh, since we're all going to die and, and, and we may do this again uh, if we didn't learn our lessons or whatever, uh, it, it doesn't have to be sad. And, and the things that we go through... Uh, like, like, you know, the things that we go through, we, we could, we could laugh at if we lived to laugh. Right. Right. Yeah. I think like, yeah. So I, yeah, I laugh a lot about drinking. Like <laughs> I actually work for strides and recovery. I go to detox centers with a company, not just me by myself. Um, I go to, uh, I go to detox centers and take people in the detox centers for a jog or a walk or a run. And we laugh so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just like, it's, I was like, uh, like if somebody looks at us wrong, we're like, we're going to drink. If you, you're putting us into halt, <laughs> like, it's just funny. It's fun to make them laugh and not take it so seriously. It is. Alcoholism is very serious. And mm -hmm. the most serious things are, are funny at the same time. Right. So Brian was saying that too, looking for the the funny. And so so I I, I appreciate the both of you coming on and, and sharing both this this kind of message. And so what what I it comes back to what I was saying at the beginning with your dancing is disarming. So when you're talking about something that has happened to other people and we really can't talk about it, it's so hard to talk about it. When you when when you make a joke that's that one can relate to and laugh. Then, then all of a sudden it kind of takes the energy, speaking of energy, away <laughs> from, oh, that thing we can't talk about. Right, right. Well, what, what's interesting is my, my when I, as I said, I dealt with death very young. My best friend died when I was in my early mm -hmm. 20s of cancer. I watched her suffer with it for years. And then I remember I watched uh, Kids in the Hall. Oh, no, no. Not strangers with candy can shoot. There was a kids in the hall movie, brain candy, brand candy, and they had Cancer Boy on it. And mm. it was the first time I ever. Everybody else was laughing, and I didn't. I was angry, and I was like, "That's not. That's not okay." And everybody was like, "Jackie, that's not like you to, uh, you know, to not be able to laugh." But it was just too soon for me. I couldn't, and I'm. I'm glad I had that experience. I'm not glad I had the experience with my friend, but I'm glad I had the experience of finding something offensive because I've never found anything offensive in my mm. life. I've always been able to tread on the line in a, in a really beautiful way. But because I had that, I understand when people are offended by me. But now I can laugh about cancer, especially because it's my sign. 
<laughs> I've had to live with it. Uh, but, you know, now I can joke about it because I know my friend Nicole would want to joke about it. And I know she's with me all the time. And yeah, I know she would want me to joke about it. But at that point, I couldn't. So I really understand when I offend people. And I don't want, my intention is never to offend anybody. But I feel like the, the, uh, the beauty of the laughter for the people that can laugh and need to laugh outweighs, outweighs offending people that are sensitive at that time. But I, I, I do understand it for sure. So we're uh, going to, I feel like we're going to need to laugh. Like we always need to laugh, uh, but I feel like we're, we're going to want to laugh more or be able to laugh or, or find things that, that make us laugh. So I, I, I appreciate that you're, you're doing all this. I feel like your job is going to become even more important. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for doing it. And uh, is there anything that uh, you want to share? I know that you're performing live. You perform for groups and companies and parties and all kinds of stuff too. Right. And uh, people can find you all over at Jackie Monahan, J-A-C-K-I-E-M-O-N-A-H-A-N, Jackie Monahan. She's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all Jackie Monahan. Lucky you, you found everything with your name. And of course, <laughs> of yeah. course, JackieMonahan.com is her website. What would you like to leave us with, Jackie? Uh, I would love to leave everybody with, uh, I guess, just to keep listening to this podcast because it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I'm so honored to be on it. Thank you for having me. From from your lips, these lips, (laughs) these lips. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Listen to my album, these lips. You can listen to it on everything and you can also watch it on Amazon. Right. We have a trailer for these lips on uh, our page for Jackie Monahan, but uh, we got it right off of uh, YouTube, the trailer, and you can go to Amazon and, and catch the whole album or get the whole album. Uh, so Jackie, what, what a pleasure, what a perfect time to get to have you on the show. Hope to be able to connect later on and see you again uh, in person and, and also have you bring uh, your comedy to the show as you did today. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure, too. Thank you so much. All the best to you, Jackie. So big thank you to Jackie Monahan and to Brian Moreno. Wow. What a what a show. Aliens and a wild perspective on life here on the Life Changes show. Well, that is our show on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue and our producer and co-host Mark Lejour. I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, in a funny way, actually, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. 
The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.